brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Happy Wednesday, my friend. Another Wednesday means another glorious podcast interview. I am so happy you are here joining in, tuning in with me wherever you are in the world. Thank you. I acknowledge you and I'm so glad you are here. My throat is killing me today. It is constricted and scratchy and sore and I'm assuming that's something to do with it being spring, but I'm going to make this intro brief and I will not be speaking with as much excited enthusiasm as ever because my throat hurts so bad, but I just know that I am so excited for today's guest. She is an incredible woman and she is returning. She is a returning guest because every time I go to her stuff online or I'm just around her energy, I am so inspired to speak more and more and more truth. I love her. I love that about her. And she's so inspiring. And I'm so excited to have her back on the podcast today. Introducing to you Thais Sky, who is two part sass, one part straight up truth talk. Thais is a motivational speaker, author, global women's life coach, and the co-creator of the Amplified Collective, a community changing the way women connect, and she's also the co-host of the Be Amplified podcast. A former anxiety-prone, binge-eating, atheist-turned-badass spiritual teacher, Thais supports women to step into their worth so they can rise up, own their spotlight, and be unfuckwithable. She received a prestigious first-class degree in management and has studied spiritual psychology, yoga, and leadership for over 10 years. Washingtonian Magazine named her as one of their top eight bloggers to know. Eight bloggers! That's like a really tiny handful. That's amazing. The Huffington Post calls her an inspirational woman, and she was nominated for Forbes Magazine 30 Under 30 Award. Okay, again, amazing. You can find her at IamTaisSky.com and just about everywhere on social media because millennial, hashtag millennial, at IamTaisSky. Just so you know, when I recorded this episode, and as incredible it was, of course I was speaking with so much enthusiasm because I freaking love talking to Thais, I was kind of yelling into the mic and I was using an old mic of mine and I forgot that this mic is super sensitive as is and I need to speak into the mic like a foot away. So please know the minute that the intro music stops playing, you need to turn your speakers down or you're going to have a scare. So even right now, just remember, turn down the volume because it is really intense. And I'm so sorry, guys, that it's so intense. I promise this is a one-time thing, but do listen to this episode. You're going to absolutely love it. If you just turn the volume down, you're going to be good to go. I'm just trying to save you all from a really big scare of me yelling at you. So there you go. Turn it down. Is it turned down? Okay, cool. Let's talk about the review of the week. This comes from Julia Garner. 
She says, love these podcasts with five stars. Honest and enlightening. These podcasts alone have helped me overcome overcome so much. It's amazing to hear stories that I can relate to so much. The guest speakers' insight and stories make it all the more relatable. Thanks so much, Julia Garner. If you say that about the past guests, I know you're going to be saying that same exact thing about Thais Sky today because she has so much truth to share with you today. We're going to be deconstructing the women's empowerment brand today and how it is portraying themselves and how we need to step up into our truest selves to portray the highs and lows in life and not just portray this lifestyle that we want you to see but portray all of it the real truth so thank you so much julia for leaving a review I want to give a warm and loving shout out to today's sponsor who is Plate Joy. If you follow me on Instagram or pretty much anywhere on social media, you know that I like to eat the same old, same old all the time and I can get into a food rut. But here comes Plate Joy to absolutely save the day for me. Because we all know that eating healthy and eating well can make you feel your best, but it's a whole different story to actually go to the grocery store and buy the different ingredients and look at the different recipes and spend all of that time spending hours researching recipes online, trying to find meals that match your own goals and your own tastes but don't take forever to make and won't leave you with a huge grocery bill. So Plate Joy is fantastic for that reason because it's a meal planner that makes healthy eating, delicious eating actually really, really super easy. Plate Joy designs custom meal plans to fit your taste preferences, personal nutrition goals, and busy schedule. They have tons of different questions that you go through to help you get the perfect plan for you, including are you low carb? Are you on a whole thirty? Paleo, gluten free, dairy free, vegan, vegetarian? Or are you nothing at all and you're just eating freely and have no limitations? Or do you not like onions? Or do you not like this? Whatever it is, you can find the exact meal plan for you to help you if you want to only make a certain amount of meals every week or if you want to make a ton of things every week it will provide for you those options so plate joy uses 50 different data points to create meal plans that are perfect match for you with as many healthy delicious recipes as you'd like each week i like to make maybe one to three different breakfasts maybe two different lunches and maybe two different dinners all week. Literally, I eat the same things. So Plate Joy has allowed me to make different recipes each week, but stick to the same exact stuff by giving me the exact amount of ingredients I need in order to do that. You follow? So I think you're going to love Plate Joy, especially if you have Geez, if you have a big household or a small household, it's perfect Like because it can match exactly how many servings you need to make. So if you are like, yes, that sounds amazing. I'm gung-ho. I'm tired of searching online for all these different recipes. Visit platejoy.com and get 10 days of meal plans for free. If you enter the code Maddie, M-A-D-D-Y, you will save $10 on your membership. I would love to hear your thoughts and how you perceive plate joy to be is it helping your life get easier are you loving the recipes let me know i'm absolutely adoring it so i would love to hear how it's worked for you as well last but not least i am so freaking excited because i am hosting or i guess i should say i am leading a excursion a journey with a company called we journey to costa rica to both refurbish a kindergarten and to do yoga relax play workshop surf go underwater this the beginning of this year i made it my intention to have three things happen One, I wanted to give back to a community more. Two, I wanted to facilitate more in-person 
work and transformation. And three, I wanted to go to Costa Rica. And this opportunity just fell into my lap and I am so freaking excited to be leading it. So August 3rd to the 8th, I'm going to be leading a group to Costa Rica where we will be going to a kindergarten for the first two nights to refurbish it, meaning planting in new plants for the garden, painting, taking care of classrooms that need better design or just better care. So we're going to be going into a undernourished, underloved part of Costa Rica to help this school get back on its feet, love it up, meet the kids, have just a blast, and then go to the rainforest and the most beautiful beach in Costa Rica to integrate what we learned, integrate some of the experiences we had while we were there and also play and just have a beautiful time. This is open to men and women. So I know a lot of the past stuff I've done has just been for women. So this is men and women. We want all of you. It's going to be a blast. I'm so excited to be putting this on. Everything is taken care of for you. So the minute you put down your deposit, you can rest assured that everything from transportation at the airport to food to lodging to everything is taken care of of for you so if you want to check that out just go to the show notes for this episode episode with Thais Sky number 153 click the link that says here is the link for the Costa Rica school project and you can put down your deposit and you will be in again the dates for that is August 3rd to the 8th and please use the contact form on my website if you have any questions at all. That's all the announcements I have for today. Remember, the volume is about to scream at you, so make sure it's turned down and adjusted so that you can comfortably enjoy this incredible, impactful, insightful, deep diving episode that I have with the glorious, beautiful Thais guy. Let's go and head on over. You are now entering the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you find yourself hungry for growth, eager for inspiration, and longing for self-improvement, welcome home. Hosted by motivational speaker and life coach Maddie Moon, you can be certain you will learn how to change your life in magical ways in each and every episode. Are you ready to stop caring what other people think? Is it time you break limiting beliefs and empower your whole being? Do you know how to use the one life you've been given to the absolute fullest? Join Maddie Moon and her inspirational guests every Wednesday for the life-altering discussions on freedom, vulnerability, abundance, and so much more. For more insight, grab your free gift on MaddieMoon.com and uncover your own once-in-a-lifetime greatness within. If you have kind words to say, feel free to leave a review on the show in iTunes or send your favorite episode to a friend. We look forward to hearing your insights and growing together in unexpected ways. And now, without further ado, here's your host. Maddie Moon. Thank you, Thais, so much for coming on the podcast again. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be amazing. You know, last time, Maddie, that I was on your podcast, I had a different last name. So we can talk about that too, you know? And I love your new last name because it's like kind of like mine. I, I mean, it's kind of like yours. We're yeah. Like best friends. So if we were to get married, it would be like <laughs> Moon Sky. <laughs> Or Sky yeah, we Moon. Would be, we would be the epitome of the hippie child, obviously. Yeah, yeah, we would. But, like, yeah. And, like, the, the hippie child and beautiful, lovely names at the same time. I love it. <laughs> so, f- before we talk about your last name, which I do want to talk about, because your last name, I want to try to say it. Your, okay. your other last name is Gimoreas. So, 80% of 
bastante. I remember you say, saying, it's like, give me more Reyes, Reyes, or something like that. So, Gilmore, Gilmore Reyes. <laughs> no, that's just even worse. <laughs> Gilmore Reyes. Okay, what is it? It's Guimarães. Oh, gosh. Wow. That was yeah. absolutely nothing. You were being generous when you were yeah. politely saying that was kind of close. Yeah, no, I was. Okay, I, I think we should just go ahead and talk about it. Why did you change your last name? Okay, okay. So here's the deal. So last time that, you know, we chatted, you know, I mean, I've been running my business for like six years. But uh, in the past year, I've gone through this whole metamorphosis of, of renewal of who I am in the world. And no one can fucking pronounce my last name. And that's heartbreaking. You know, I'm very proud of being Brazilian. I'm very proud of my last name. I'm very proud of my father's lineage and all those things. But no one could pronounce it, let alone search me. And if you just search my first name, Thais, you're going to come up with so many Brazilian Thaises. There are so many of them in the world. And um, so I decided to change my last name to Sky. Uh, it's the last three letters of my grandmother's last name. And it just felt right. But what's so interesting, Maddie, was how much resistance I had to changing because of what people were going to think. And that was such a fascinating experience for me, which was, what if people think I'm too hippie? What if people don't take me seriously anymore? Like, what, what is my family going to think? What, you know, what is this going to impact my life and in my business? And what's going to happen? And you know what? <laughs> no, literally no one gave a fuck. Like, <laughs> no one cared at all about my decision. Like, oh, okay, you're a Thais guy now. Cool. And uh, I think that out of anything, that was such a remarkable experience of how often we give other people weight on our decisions when really they, they don't care, you know, they're doing their own thing. They're trying to figure out their own lives, let alone sit here and judge yours. How is that lesson that you realize with the last name transferred over to other areas of your business? Cause I feel like there are so many overlaps here thinking, for example, for me, it's like, Oh my God, if I don't release a podcast this Wednesday, because I have to take my dog to the vet and it's like a major deal. Like he's going through wow. some stress, blah, blah, blah. Like everyone will be so mad at me and they'll like open their podcast app and I'm going to get a hundred messages from people being like, where the fuck is the podcast? Blah, blah, blah. Yep. And like yep. in reality, people like might not even notice if they don't have that pop up on Wednesday because they're subscribed to it. So like yep. what other areas do you think you've been like, oh, remember that whole last name thing? I should apply that here. Pretty much every area. I mean, I also had that same uh, fear of, of not sending out my newsletter every Tuesday. Uh, I was sitting in front of my computer Monday, 10 p.m., being like, I have to send out a newsletter tomorrow, and I have nothing. Like, I have nothing of anything to say. You know, and you know, I'm a Gemini, so that's pretty hard for me to not have <laughs> something to say. And yet nothing was coming out, and it was too late to record a video, and I didn't want to do an audio, and I was freaking out and having this anxiety attack. And my boyfriend, my partner, Mark, was like, what if you just don't send anything out tomorrow? And um, you're right. no one cares. No one cares. And not even no one cares. People feel it when you send something because you feel like you have to versus you sending something because you want to, because it's content that's good, that comes from the heart. So many other ways. You know, I'm kind of, I went through this tunnel this past four, five months, and I'm stepping into a, a much bolder, deeper uh, online marketing experience in my business and standing up for something that's way bigger than myself. And in the process, I have really learned the power of 
finding our own flow and finding our own way of doing things and finding our own way of showing up that is unlike anything else out there. And um, it's it's hard because we're women especially are taught this idea of the male gaze, which is even as children, we were taught that our role as women is to be looking at ourselves through the, through the eyes of men. You know, all advertisements, all movies, all cinematic experiences, you know, all media is basically perpetuating this idea that women, their sole role is to appear the way men want them to appear. And so, of course, we're obsessed over how we look. Of course, we're obsessed with dieting and looking good and trying to figure out how we are supposed to appear. And when we can do the work of really, what is that, like like un- unearthing or, or unhooking ourselves from that male gaze, it's so liberating. Yes. And you know what? I love that you said everything you just said is, is beautiful and very powerful. And it, it can be transferred over to this business world of course in every single way and it's not even about once you like really really start to dive into this feminine presence and like what it means to you and your own flow it's not even about doing the work to blah 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 it's about doing the play to Mm -hmm. to change playing like it's not about doing 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 and someone told me recently that we're human beings not human doings which i found so profound and so insightful and I've been reminding my, myself of this often and, oh my gosh, I don't know about you, but like, I love that you said that you're going through this new marketing experience and I want to dive into that. But when you get on Facebook and, and for oh, everyone, oh, I know, gosh, and everyone listening, that's like, I don't own a business. Okay. Let's think about anything else. So maybe like you're really into, um, the work me and Thais used to talk a lot about, and that is like body image and food recovery. And so maybe yes. you get completely targeted for all of these body image courses and it's your thing. It's what you're working through. You're leaning into. And then all of a sudden this experience of going through recovery and healing in a nourishing, nurturing, patient way immediately becomes interrupted and bombarded and stressed out because you realize how much access you have to recovery, quote recovery at a quicker pace. And so for, for me and you, it's more like, the top 10 ways to market your business. And if you want to get 20 different leads in one month to be your new coaching clients, like here's how you do it. And it's one thing after another, after another. And it's like immediately go into your masculine, go into your masculine, go into your masculine. And it's, I hate to say it's a fight to stay in your feminine because that even sounds very masculine, but it is a, hmm. It's a challenge. It's It's a a challenge. And any, you're right. Any industry has this. If you're into remodeling, if you're into home interior decorating, you will be bombarded with images of people doing it better. You know, there's just any industry you're in, any desire that you have, any hobby, there are people doing it better, doing it faster, doing it more efficiently, who can teach you how to do it in 10 steps. And um, so the coaching industry is not, it's not, a, it's not new. It's not some innovative thing that all these coaches are marketing these business tactics that feel sleazy and salesy and gross. It's like any industry, there is that uh, because it's very easy for us to fall into the trap of unworthiness. And this is literally what I've been developing in the past uh, few months, something called the worthiness wound. And here's how it kept manifests, right? So women are born feeling unworthy for a variety of reasons that I'm putting together in my model. 
of the worthiness wound. And so no matter what we do, we will never feel enough. And uh, so we get caught into believing, well, maybe if I operate in my masculine, maybe if I do the way everyone else is doing, I will figure it out. I will find the Holy Grail. I will, you know, become happy and successful and success in the masculine world and the world that which you live in is time and money, right? Is this idea of, you know, being effective and efficient and managing our time and, and then also making a lot of money. And um, it's not the system that's conducive to our success. Now, that's not to say we can't ever embody the masculine, right? We don't have to go to the other extreme either of just being forever in the sense of being this because then we wouldn't be able to navigate our masculine world. Um, but it is important for us to look at wow, I've really attached my worth. I've really attached who I am to my accomplishments, to what I have, to how much I work. And if all of that gets taken away, who am, what am I left with? And is that what you want to be left with? And oftentimes what we're left is a deep sense of brokenness, a deep sense of inadequacy, that we're bad, that our existence is wrong. And that's where the work begins. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I just love everything about this. This is so, so true. And I had my own little wake-up call. I feel like me and you have been on very similar trajectory paths. Fact. Like, fact, totally. And it's been awesome to be able to watch the overlaps here. But I also had a moment like this in the winter when I had nothing to do and I had no inspiration and it freaked me out. And I would go to a coffee shop and I would just sit there and hope – that being in a coffee shop would magically make me productive. And sometimes it worked. Like sometimes I would end up finding a spark of something and running with it and it would turn into something great. A lot of the times though, I was there out of fear and not love. I was there out of fear that if then, if I don't go and do work, then I will not be a hustler or not be um, uh, getting all the, the new people on my site that I could get. So I went through yeah. this period of like, what is happening to me? Why do I feel so insecure the days I don't have much work to do? And, and what was even scarier is that I was going through a whole season of it. I was going through winter, like hibernation, light workers going dark, just going inward and resting and retreating and recovering. And that left me almost in a state of depression and worry. And then I was like, okay, here is my new project. Mm -hmm. This is what I need to work on. This balance and this harmony between my feminine and masculine. Obviously I've been, I'm still running not so much right now, but back then, even last winter, I was saying, I'm still running here on the masculine energy of having to always do to prove my worth. So this winter, let's make it my project to focus more on being and relaxing and nourishing myself and like being totally fine. If that means I, I accomplish nothing today because through that nothingness of the physical, tangible accomplishments is so much. Yeah. Well, there's so many things there true too, right? I mean, you know, we're not, we're taught that growth equals one thing, expansion. And that if you're not in the state of expansion, then you're not you're reaching high enough, you're having resistance, you're not doing it enough. And what's really happening is that there's actually three stages of growth and nature knows this. There is a sense of beingness, a sense of not, you know, of, of homeostasis. There's a sense of retraction. Hello, winter, you know, the death. 
it's inevitable. It's necessary in order for us to then have that experience of expansion. But we are often so tied into the feeling of expansion and, and you know, hacking, biohacking our way into that expansion state all the time that when we do go into the retraction state, we do feel like it's a, it's a, a depression state of death when really if we were taught the skills of retraction from a very early standpoint, I am positive it would not look like depression. It would actually just look like peace and calm and um, an, an inward turning. And I love that you're going through kind of this conversation of the feminine and masculine in your business, Maddie, because gosh, I am seeing how important it is for us women to reclaim the feminine in order for us to, to step into a new form of leadership. I mean, we, we can't do it the way men do and succeed. We can't. We've tried it. It doesn't work for us. We have too many other stressors and things to navigate that men don't. And it's a disservice to us to ignore those things because it doesn't look the way men's success look. We've got to find a different way of stepping into leadership. And it has to be reclaiming the feminine. The thing is, we were taught, I keep saying we were taught because we were, you know, from a very early standpoint that the feminine is not to be respected and women are broken inherently just because we're not men. And so it, it requires a different set of conditioning and a different set of, um, of belief systems and behaviors for us to really recalibrate into a sense of balance in the feminine and the masculine. And it's got, we've got to do this work because or else we're just going to be creating inauthentic marketing and, and doing it the way everyone else is doing it and falling into that mushy middle in marketing. And we're not going to be standing out. And mostly we're not going to find actual fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. We're not going to find this fulfillment. And mm -hmm. I've noticed in myself the fulfillment, it, it's not reliant anymore on how much I, I've gotten done, which is still where so many people I think are still at in their business because they're not being taught the other end about yeah. putting your eyes towards the feeling you created in that day about the work you did. Even if it's just hanging out on the couch or having tea with a friend, like that is fulfillment as well. You're still feeding yourself nourishment in its own different form. Like whether it's, this is why it's called harmonizing because some days you're going to need to be getting a deadline hit and going full force and like really pushing out that masculine to get stuff done. But while you do that, you still stay in touch with your feminine, your softness, you're easy on yourself. And then there are other days where you're like, I've got no inspiration. I've got nothing to do. And that says nothing about my worthiness or my accomplishments yep. for the day. I'm just going to step really into my feminine and be soft and flowy and easy and go connect with nature. And that's what I get done today. And I, this is the this is the way we are made, and so many people out there don't have the luxury. Because I, I would think, to some extent, this is a luxury that me and you have to really say, "What do we feel like today? Let's go oh, do yeah. that." Right? Like we we worked our our booties off to get here, and now we're having to do a lot of work also to ret retreat from all of the work we've done to like find that harmony. But for some people, they don't have that ability to physically do with their body what sounds good for that day. But still mentally, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I am a nurse and I am working on my feet for 12 hour shifts and I'm, I can't just wake up one morning and say, you know what? I'm, I don't feel like working. I don't feel inf inspired to save people. So I'm just going to stay at home. But mentally you can still 
you can still live in that feminine essence where you're soft in yourself and you say, Hey, I am tired. And that's so okay. And lovingly support yourself and be there for yourself. Whenever you're having these swings of, of your energy or your moods or what you're desiring in life and continuing with that compassion, instead of stepping into the masculine, which is like change, Hey, pick your, pick up your feet and go, go to work and go enjoy it. Do good. Blah, blah. Instead say, this is how I feel today. And that's okay. And that is what tapping into your feminine looks like. Yeah. And at any moment we have the opportunity to just notice how we're feeling and just taking a deep breath and just being what's here. How am I doing? And checking in and feeling a little bit of compassion for where you are. And yeah, it, it doesn't have to be black and white of frolicking in nature or, you know, being military sergeant on yourself. It can be like, listen, I'm in a place that I have to show up today. I have, it, it looks in this way and this is how I have to be. And so I'm going to choose to be really gentle with myself in the process and, and to be tuning into how I'm feeling and how I'm doing and, and allow that flow to come in. Maybe it means, you know, taking five minutes and going outside, or maybe it means, you know, um, eating something healthier to, to nourish yourself. Or maybe it means, you know, putting in your headphones and putting in some music that make you feel good. I mean, it can look so many ways and you're right, Maddie, being an entrepreneur in many ways is very privileged, uh, because we get to dictate our time in ways that other people don't. Um, but it's also extremely challenging and stressful. So we have, we have a little bit of that mitigation going on. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like we get to decide at any moment who's going to control us. It, you know, are we going to let life lead us or are we going to lead ourselves? Mm, yeah. I want to touch a little bit on this marketing thing for you particularly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because I was thinking about this actually all of my life, <laughs> but all specifically, <laughs> specifically last week I, I had this moment. I went on a hike and I was listening to a podcast and it was just talking about like, what was they talking about? They're talking about just like how they let go of this really powerful woman was speaking about how she just doesn't really like doing all of the marketing funnels and like get them this way into your email list. And then you do this whole series and then get them here and then here and then here. And like all the emails, all the sales stuff. Okay. Yeah. You got, you got it. So what, what are your thoughts when you hear about a way to, to do your business and they're like, yeah, this is, this is, this sounds good. There's so much, so many different people saying this is the way, this is the way, this way. How do you continuously let go of what's not serving you? And remember for everyone listening to this, that does not run a business. We're just talking. We're basically just saying what I'm asking her is just saying, how do you let go of what is not working for you in your life? Even when the rest of the world is saying, this is the way to do it. Oh, it's such a big question. So, you know, I also experienced kind of that sense of winter in December where I spent most of my time binge watching Netflix. I was watching Criminal Minds like (laughs) four or five hours a day, uh, completely uninspired to do anything because I felt so jaded um, by not necessarily my business because I love my clients. I love the work I do, but more so how I believed I had to get clients and how I believed I had to market. And my life is not very inspirational 99% of the times. And I felt like I had to showcase this, my life being a certain way. It's called lifestyle marketing, right? Where we have to be happy and inspirational online to inspire the world and uh, I wasn't feeling inspiring, so I didn't know what to say. And um, I was feeling jaded by the coaching industry. I just feel like there's so many people out there who have no experience, no credentials, just 
trying to make a quick buck and it's watering down the industry, which is fine. You know, all industries have that. But in that time, I was feeling so paralyzed by it. Um, and so I stumbled upon a, uh, a woman who has created um, uh, uh She's calling out a pattern that she is seeing in the marketing industry, and she's calling it the female lifestyle empowerment brand. And she's she basically broke down FLEB, FLEB for short, really beautiful acronym. Uh, <laughs> she broke down uh, how she's seeing these online coaches uh, market themselves and it's basically by it's basically a violence against women. It's perpetuating this idea that you can have it all and you get to be skinny and you get to make it easy and you get to have a clean house in the process and here's how you do it and you know I'm going to show you how to make it all and uh the more I read her work the more I realized that this is exactly why I was having such a hard time marketing was because I wasn't falling into a female lifestyle empowerment brand and I thought that that is how you become successful. You know, I see all the gurus of the industry and this is what they've done and so I thought I had to do that too and it wasn't aligning with who I was but I didn't know that Maddie I didn't know it wasn't aligning I just knew that something wasn't working and I thought it was me isn't that amazing how we do that like we do it in in dressing ourselves we we try and pair you know dress and we're like oh it doesn't look good on me. It must mean that I'm too fat as opposed to this dress just doesn't look good with my body type. Um, because we're taught again that it's our, our fault, our problem. We're broken. And, um, so by reading her, her name is Kelly deals. Uh, she's the one that writes about the female lifestyle empowerment brand. And the more that I read about it, the more I was like, yes, yes, this is a problem. This is problematic. This is not working. And I started looking at my own brand and seeing how much of that I was attempting to, to model the idea that my life is so inspiring. And I immediately decided this woman and her writing is giving me permission to not do it that way anymore. And so what I started to do was write down what my values are in my business. Like, what do I value? One of the things I value is inclusivity, which means for, you know, for a long time, I unconsciously was creating a lifestyle brand that was only marketing and addressing problems of white privileged women. And it was not very inclusive to the fact that women of different color and different backgrounds actually have different problems than white women. So now that's important to me, inclusivity, making sure that everything I address is for women all over the board, whether you're, you know, able-bodied or not, whether you're a white woman or not, whether you're, you know, all of the things. So the other thing that is really important in my values is that it's people first. It's people first and not numbers first. Mm, so I started to yeah. look at how am I trying to build my numbers, my following without giving a shit about who they are just because I want more numbers. And is that like, does it really matter if my list is 8,000 or 800? Does it really matter? And everyone says that it does. But to me, I'm like, what if it's 800 people who actually love my work versus 8,000 people who are fooled into getting into a funnel, into believing that somehow I was selling to, you know, marketing to them when really I don't really care about them. Um, and so when I get clear on my values and when I really ask myself, like, what is important to me in my business, it's easier for me to then decide, you know what, I don't want to make six figures in three months if it's going to be, you know, with without authenticity that is my own, without my own special touch. And honestly, I don't even believe anyone can make six figures in three months. But anyway, so 
creating a value system was what really helps me. And every time I start to fall into, oh, but what, what if I need to do webinars or whatever? I ask myself, is this what I really want to do based on my values? There's nothing wrong with webinars. There's nothing wrong with funnels or the three-part video series or all the other marketing online tactics. There's nothing wrong with them. There really isn't. It's the execution. It's the wording and the messaging and the language that you're using. It's the intention and it's also the impact and how it's landing among people. Those are what matters. You can create a three-part video sequence that feels really good and it's giving value and it's making people see and understand the importance of your work. Or you can do it based on social triggers that manipulate them into feeling like you're the authority and that you are the one and, you know, having this sense of scarcity that this is the last ticket left, even though there's like a million tickets left, you know? So, yeah, that's that's that. (laughs) I love your passion so much. And I will say I have had the privilege, I guess, how long has it been since I have known you? I guess it's been maybe a year and a half. Maybe two. Maybe two years now. I think it might be two years, but even watching you change over the last, and I'm sure you could probably say this for me a bit too, but like me specifically watching you, even your photos, your energy, your vibe, your message has changed so clearly. It's been like before you were still wonderful and you were still very intentional when you spoke. Like I remember watching your videos and your photos and they were so, so sweet and so passionate. And now it's still so sweet and passionate, but it's like so um, di- like direct, but in a loving feminine way. It's like direct and you know what you're saying and you speak with the intention and you're passionate about it and a little bit of fire. Is Gemini fire? Because I feel like it would be. It's air, but it's air. <laughs> no, it's, it's fascinating. I have just learned so much about, you know, they say that being an entrepreneur is the most spiritual Pat, like one of the most amazing journeys of understanding yourself, understanding your your spirituality and your role in the world. And I I could not agree more. It, it's it forces you to do this work because there's nowhere else to go. You know, if you really want to make money and you're not and it's not feeling good, it's you're going to feel it. And uh, so I yeah I have definitely shifted and changed so much since I since the inception like six years ago and I feel like I've grown 10 years in the past three months alone and it's exciting and it's also terrifying slash exhausting Maddie it's kind of like okay can I just get there yet you know Mm -hmm. can I just get to the place where I'm like this is good like this is who I am and this is really good and this is my brand and I'm not sure anyone ever actually gets there Uh, I think that's also (laughs) an illusion perfectionism too yeah yeah. And that's part of, that's also part of that worthiness wound and this idea that anyway, so, so yeah, you know, it's, it's been a really tremendous journey and I'm still learning so much. And right now my challenge is I'm not feeling inspired to share and post as much as I used to, because I'm being much more intentional around why am I really sharing this? Like, why am I really sharing a picture of palm trees and how amazing living in Los Angeles is? Like, am I really doing it to inspire people that they too can live wherever they want? Or am I sharing it to be like, look at me, I'm amazing. I live in the best city in the world. And um, so I've been pulling back a lot. And so I have this expectation that I need to be posting two to three times a day and it has to look a certain way. And um, so I'm, I'm navigating that as well. 
of being more intentional and really asking myself. And I'm, I'm sure that like once I kind of hit my rhythm, I will be able to post more or maybe not, or, or it doesn't even matter at that point. Um, but it is fascinating how when we shift our paradigm, when we shift our glasses, when we put on a new way of seeing the world, uh, it takes a while to kind of catch up and, and to incubate and to unearth. And because we live in this pressurized masculine system, there's definitely a place within me that feels like I need to churn this out faster. And so I'm really, really sitting with, but what if I don't, you know, what if no one cares if I post two times a day, you know, Mm -hmm. what if they really care that I'm just showing up in integrity instead? Totally. Okay. I want to be, I'm going to take my own opinions out of this and be, I guess the phrase would be a devil's advocate here and, uh, and bring up this idea or something that someone had told me recently, and I want to get your thoughts on it on the other end of this whole marketing spectrum. So for example, to make this more clear, because I'm being very vague, if you ask, if you are writing a post and you ask a question that does hit a pain point, which from what I'm understanding, that sounds a little, that's a little bit markety and unfair and sleazy ish from you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah, I mean, okay, so is that your question? No, I'm not done yet. Okay, <laughs> okay. so if you write these kind of questions, so a lot of people, I will say, I believe this as well, a lot of people don't, they will look for all the reasons to get out of doing something out of fear of the change and of the growth. And you yeah. probably know this as well from, you know, our past of like food issues and stuff. Like you want to, yeah. a lot of people have their problems for a reason. And when you phrase things a certain way in marketing, you hit a pain point and it does motivate people to click on it. And someone said to me recently, honestly, this wasn't me. Someone had said that <laughs> you, you are, um, it's, you're actually helping them by yeah. phrasing things a certain way because you know better than they do. They're going to look for all the reasons to okay. get yeah. out of doing it. Okay. Sweet. I already know. I know. Perfect. Here's the thing. This is the under, so when I was trained, um, as a coach in sales conversations, uh, that is exactly what I was taught is that anytime someone had an objection, uh, what you were, what they're really saying to you is I need your help. I don't know how to, over, you know, I don't know how to move. I need your help because I don't know what to do. Um, and so any objection mm, time, you know, I'm really busy or I, I don't have the money or whatever. It's not that you actually listen to what they have to say. It's that what you're really hearing is I need help. And then you help them. And so of course the, the way this was packaged is you're helping them uh, make this decision that they can't make on their own. You're, you're helping them because if they knew how to make this decision, they wouldn't be stuck in this pattern to begin with. And that's the underlying assumption is that you know better than them. And if they want to change and grow, they have to override their instincts and go with you. Uh, and, I am sure you can already hear how problematic this is mm-hmm. as a coach. I'm not going to fix you. I don't see you as broken. I don't see you as wrong. I don't see you as not being able to make decisions. How good of a coach am I? If my underlying assumption is you can't make good decisions, I need to make the decisions for you. You know, I, you don't know what you really want. This is I'm who you really want. And, um, it's not it's it's not a model that I am entertaining anymore. Now, there's two parts to this question. First off, can you address pain points? I believe that you can because they're painful and you can answer them, right? Like if you're a health coach and you know how to handle hormone imbalance and your clients have hormone imbalance, it is not a disservice to say, if you have hormone imbalance, I feel you. And I've also done 20 years of work around this and I know how to help. 
right? That's touching on the pain point and then saying, I know how to help. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. What I do think is wrong with is the underlying assumption and you can't make this decision for yourself and I need to make this decision for you. I believe that everyone knows how to make the best decisions that they can in their lives. And if they're going to hire you, I want it to be from that from that belief that you know what you're doing and you just need some guidance and some uh, uh, support around unearthing why this is coming up for you in your life. Do you see that? Totally. So, so it's, it's, it's not that all marketing is bad. It's important to market. Market is, is how you get our, your message out there. There's nothing wrong with that. And I am not a marketing expert. And, um, and I have seen that it's not, let's not, just like money, right? Doesn't necessarily have to be bad. It's just the way in which we use this tool can be extremely manipulative. And I don't think that that's necessary. I think people know how to make the right decisions for them. So if they're saying to you, I really don't have time for this, maybe you can hear them and you can ask, I so, I hear you. I get that. And I'm curious, you know, if you feel like we can do something about it, like we can make time, like we can move some things around, or if you feel like maybe this is not the right time right now and you want to wait a few months, there's such a difference in that energy than actually uh, you not having time is a form of resistance and it's resisting hiring me and you need to just get over it and hire me. Mm. I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. It's so spot on. And you said it's, you said it's, you said it so, so perfectly too, because I was trying to think of like, how do I say this question so that everyone understands what I'm trying to talk about, but you said it so perfectly because really there is nothing wrong with marketing, but there is such a difference today in in the, there's a difference between fear, scarcity marketing and love and abundance marketing. And you can be, it's hilarious saying this because the ironic thing is you could totally be like an abundance coach and use all of these scarcity tactics. And they usually do. And they usually do. Too. No, I'm kidding. Ah, don't hate me, abundance coaches. Don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is, if that's even a thing. But I get what you're saying. Like people really, it's it's the go-to. And and you know what? There on my end, there is no judgment for these people if they're doing it unawaringly. I was doing it, Maddie. Yeah, I do it. I probably do it still sometimes. I mean, I don't think I, I don't personally think I do it, but. I'm sure I have done it in the past because when I write things now, it is very intentional and it really is at a place of just excitement and love because I love what I do. It's a blast and I love the transformations and experiences, but I would never be someone that would say, if you don't come here, you're going to be down this terrible, rotten path that you're going on forever. Or ask them, like, even if the people that I'm, I'm messaging to have self-worth issues, I never say anything along the lines of, do you have self-worth issues? <laughs> like, yeah. are you struggling? It's more of like, do you want more of this glorious, like the delicious moments of self-worth in your life? Do you want more of it? Like, let's get yeah. more in that in your life. Yeah. Such a difference. It is. It's okay. Here's an example. I had a friend recently uh, who decided to hire a coach. Okay. Now she got on the phone with this woman and got very excited at the possibility of the program. And, you know, the program was expensive, but she felt that it would serve her needs. The minute she gave her credit card number, the, the coach, there was a shift in energy. Like she could tell that the transaction was complete. And so she was 
disconnected. Um, <clears throat> and then the, the woman didn't think much of it. She, my friend didn't think much of it. She was like, oh, okay, uh, that's fine. Like, it's not a big deal. She gets off the phone and um, she gets her welcome email and turns out that what she bought was not what she actually bought. So she thought she was getting one-on-one coaching. What she actually bought was group coaching. And mm-hmm. there's a huge between one-on-one and group. And while, you know, Nate, to some people, to some programs, it's not that big of a deal. In this particular case, she didn't want a group program and doing it herself. Like she wanted this woman to like guide her so that she can then teach her assistant so then she doesn't have to do it herself, okay? This is a business program. And um, so she goes, she emails the woman and she's like, you know what, I actually, I don't want, I don't want this. and this isn't what I thought it was. Like, I just want a refund. Like, this isn't, you know. And the woman responded with, this is your resistance coming up. Oh, and my gosh. Do you see that? This is this is what we're taught. We're taught that we our clients can't make good decisions. And when they try to back out, it's because of resistance. And that's actually genuinely not what's going on. At that point, my friend was even willing to pay more to have one-on-one with her until she got that response. And then she was like, nope, I want out. I want out. Get me out. And luckily, she was able to get her money refunded. But, you know, this is what we're being taught. And so we have to start to really dismantle these underlying assumptions in the industry, no matter what industry you're in, and ask yourself, not only is this really true, but is this this really ethical? Like, is this really um, an alignment with my values, an alignment with who I want to be in the world, an alignment with what I want to represent? And, you know, I, I... shared this story with so much compassion because at some point in the past six years, I was that coach who believed that this was resistance and uh, that that is how I was taught. And while I burned a lot of bridges and it felt really bad to do it, I was under the impression that this is how to do it. And when I got exposed to new ways of doing it, I immediately saw, oh my gosh, this is actually completely not who I want to be and how I want to take a stand in the world. And I had to really lick my wounds and lick my ego and realize that I, I messed up and this is, this is not who I am. And so I'm grateful for that, those experiences in my life. And I'm grateful that, you know, we're, we're open to shifting and to learning, but the coaching industry is going to hit a bubble. It's going to burst. And the people who are going to last are the people who are doing it authentically and who are really committed to being of service to the world and not just making a quick buck, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm passionate about it because I was that and there is no judgment because I was that. And now that I know better, I just want to make sure that people also are aware that there is a different way and that, you know, it doesn't have to come from a place of fear and scarcity and lack. And to bring it kind of full circle, Maddie, it all has to do with the recalibration of our feminine and coming back to a true sense of who we are and healing the worthiness wound so that we can step into greater and greater uh, aspects of ourselves and not be so in- easily influenced by other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like, oh my gosh, that's just, I can't believe that was the response that she gave to her instead of just listening to her. But I also can believe that. And I will say that there have been times that, I have had people change their mind about something and it was very unrelated to what you just said. Like not, I I would never give something saying it was one thing and actually give another. And I have had people 
definitely experience fear because they are about to take a huge leap. And whenever they verbalize, yeah, I just want to make sure like people understand this as well, because whenever they verbalize this fear with me, I could see past the bullshit and see actually what the real reason was. And then instead of saying like, this is what's happening, I said, is this what's happening? Like a question. So the difference between what happened with your friend and what I think authentic, actually caring coaches do is they don't say this is what is happening period and nothing else. They say, honey, I'm here for you. And I want you to understand that I've been in your shoes and I want to ask you a question. Why do you think you feel this way? Is it because of this or is it because of this? And then that person on the receiving end might feel held. They might feel like there's space being held for them to feel actually accept that they're feeling something much deeper than what they said they were feeling and then feel even more comfortable going forward with it because they see, oh my gosh, this person actually does know me. But if they say, no, actually it's, it's this other reason. It's the reason I said you respect that you appreciate that and you let them make their decision. So there's a difference in the way you go about this. If someone has any kind of resistance, like you think it's resistance, question it and, and hold them, hold the space. Yes. And you just love them. You know, working with me, it's not cheap. Like my, my, my five year, uh, five year, <laughs> you cannot work with me for five years. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> my five month program is $5,000. Like to some people, that's nothing. And to some people, that's a lot. And that's a lot of money to invest in themselves. And I've been there. I know that it's scary. Fears and resistance and these things are inevitable. They do come up because we, our brain is programmed to keep us say, you know, safe and sane and, and protected. And it's just, there's a difference between being nurtured in that experience and really being reflected what's coming up. And sometimes the fear does get too overwhelming, Maddie, you know, some people, they're just, they, they just get so afraid that they can't, they can't move past it. And that, that's not that they're broken. It's that that's just where they are in life. And sometimes that's okay. And maybe they just need a few months or a few years before they are ready. But just because you're not ready doesn't mean that you're ineffective at decision making. It doesn't mean that you're not, you know, going to make bajillion dollars or you're going to find all the success and happiness in, in life. And again, I feel like that's an underlying assumption that we need to change. Like, yes, we need to support our clients in making the best decisions for them. Like, yes, if resistance come up, it is our job and it is my loving job to support you through it. And if you're not ready, if fear becomes so great and you're not ready, there is no judgment of that either. And when you are ready, I am going to be here with open arms, excited to welcome you in. Um, And while you're not ready, please take good care of yourself. Like I would not have been ready to do any work on, um, you know, let's say, oh, here's again. Like I would not be ready to do work on, you know, having, hiring a, a $15,000 coach to help me with uh, webinar making when I was just starting out in my business. You know, I, I wasn't ready. Does that mean that I'm a bad person? No, it means that let's get to step one and actually create a business before you take it to step two. And then maybe step 15 is to hire that $15,000 coach for webinars. You know, readiness isn't a factor of your worth, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Totally. Exactly. Yeah, I I agree with that. And I remember whenever I was signing up for B-School, which I do believe is, did you do B-School? I actually did not do B-School. Okay. So I think from now being on the, having gone through it and being on the back end as an affiliate, I think they do a great job of integrity with their program. I I do. I do. I agree. They don't, they don't want scare tactics. Like that is very much against what they believe in. 
And I remember um, Marie Forleo being like, if you feel like you need to make this investment by a credit card, you know, I, I don't recommend it. You know, like I, um, I, I don't want you to hold debt over this. And, you know, if you, if you do the program, you're probably going to start making money, which could help pay off your debt. But I think she's just very clear that, you know, if you can't afford it, then it's not, it's not the right time for you. You know, mm -hmm. if, if you need to go into tremendous debt for this, or if it's this or paying, um, or feeding your children, like feed your children. I, and I love that. I love that she was in that type of integrity where it's like, this is never happening again. If you don't invest now, then you're making the worst decision of your life and you're going to regret it sort of thing. Yeah. And she's not like adding things every year so that she can take it away for the next year. Like this year we're having a free one-on-one -on -one bonus round with one of our trained affiliates. You know, like there's none of that. It's the same course every year yeah. is yeah. available and they do so well because yeah. it's of great value. It has integrity. She has her own wonderful brand. That's very true to her. And I remember whenever I was debating the investment, I had asked a few people who did it and, and and many people said to me, and this is why I always tell other people this who ask me about it, you don't need to do it. You don't yep. need to do it. Like, because a lot of people, when it comes to B school or any kind of training, especially when it comes to people who want to do any kind of coaching, which for some people, I, I do believe it will benefit them greatly and they do need training. For me, I didn't have a transformational life coaching certification and I feel 150% awesome about that because I have been. I have had these life experiences, these clients, like I am so into the personal development world and retreats and coaching myself. So like not coaching myself, having coaches. So I feel confident about that, but a lot of people like might really benefit from that. And some people like really don't need it. Like they have this innate talent, this gift for holding space and coaching. And I know quite a few women that I've had on the show who are those women who didn't go through any intense course. And I get asked a lot, like, do I need to go through this and this? And like, I cannot tell you, cause I don't know what gifts you have inside for coaching people, but a lot of people feel, you know, what's the word just like less than for not being yeah. able to do B school or not being able to do this course. When in reality, you're, you're not less than you're just financially not ready for that particular commitment, but that doesn't yeah. mean that you hold your gifts inside away from the world where no one can see them and they get no sunlight. Like you exactly. share them, you share them. Yeah. yeah. Well, and again, that's another underlying assumption in the coaching industry that we get to change is that you don't need a coach. Like, hello, you don't need one. And in fact, hiring a coach is often very privileged. Like it's expensive. Mm -hmm. Like it's an investment. Like most coaches charge enough a significant amount of money because mo you know they're committed to the transformation in their clients and you don't need a coach you don't like i have been just fine in my life without a coach now i have a therapist who i you know don't think i would be fine without uh, but i'm okay without a business coach right now you know and anyone who tells me like i need them i'm not gonna believe you because i'm doing just fine without you now wanting a coach that is going to expedite some of the processes and it's going to lead you into a deeper experience within yourself and that's going to take you to a next level of richness in your life if you want those things then maybe look at a coach you know if you if you want to find a sense of ease and if you want to kind of get some shortcuts and not have to re, like redo the wheel that everyone else has been doing and you you kind of want to go through some of this healing in a faster way 
then please hire a coach. Please take care of yourself. This is a radical form of self-care. Is this idea that you don't have to do it alone, that there are experts who have invested so much time and energy and money into their craft. I know you, Maddie, have spent years and time and energy. And, you know, I know the, the transformation that you've gone through in order to become a better coach. And it's like, why wouldn't you want someone on your sidelines cheering you on offering insights and tools that are going to help you become a better person you know so you don't need you don't need us you don't need me you don't need maddie but mm -hmm. uh if you want a, a new experience then by all means please get the support that you want and so when we approach our marketing from that perspective you can imagine uh, and from the perspective of you know how to make the best decisions for you and it, it creates an openness it creates a dialogue it creates an invitation rather than a forcing, cajoling, manipulating experience. And I know people feel it on a very deep level. I know that they can feel it. And that is the paradigm shift in marketing that I'm hopeful, you know, through Kelly's work and, and through this conversation and through all the women who are doing amazing, you know, work around this conversation can start to influence the collective. I have to share one last thing on this topic before we go to the quick fire round, because I just thought of it and I, I feel like you're going to yeah. be like, oh my God, yes. So do it. So I had a coach once who told me about always making sure, oh gosh, okay. Always making sure that you make sure that the person who is coming to you for coaching, you make sure they know that you don't need them. Like it's mm -hmm. their privilege to speak to you. And yeah. I remember sending him my emails that I send back to prospective clients. And he said, you're too excited. Take away those exclamation points. Make it a lot wow. shorter. Like be blunter. Yeah. And like yeah. my personality is very excited. Like I get stoked when <laughs> someone wants to work with me. I'm bubbly. I'm happy. And like I took away all of my exclamation points and I made it blunt and short. And it just felt no. so, yeah, it felt so icky and and I didn't realize it at the time, though, I will say. I was kind of like, okay, whatever you say, because when it comes to coaching, I am definitely an obliger. Like, I want to make sure I do exactly what this coach – I mean, I was paying him two grand a month. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do exactly what you say to a T. And he just yeah. kept telling me, like, make sure that the client knows you don't need them. Like, it, the more they think that you are busy and unavailable, the more they'll want to work with you. It's kind of like dating a person who seems very emotional, un emotionally unavailable. You, like, well, want to try works. harder. It works. It and works. it's such a it's such a, a negative tool. It's not you. It's not fair. And it's coming out of that place of scarcity and it just makes me sad that and you would it, use those it perpetuates women's unworthiness and that's yeah. how it works because so again worthiness wound it's a thing it's a real thing i'm creating it it's amazing and essentially you know it's like we are uh, you know coming into a patriarchal society you know the whole male gaze all that stuff we are taught that we're broken and so we have a deep wound within us that we look to other people to to heal for us. And so when we get this idea that someone is bigger than themselves, you know, when we get this idea that people are, are exclusive and inaccessible, it, it creates that need within us to want to be that as well because we're so terrified of our neediness and of our unworthiness and all of the things. And so it works. It works. Mm -hmm. You know, I know people whose whole model of coaching and in life and whatever is this idea of, of uh, the celebrity model, like Kim Kardashian. Like, you, I don't think anyone, like, thinks, oh, I can easily reach Kim Kardashian, right? Like, 
it's very hard to access her and that's mm-hmm. what makes her so successful this inaccessibility um and this this idea of celebrity branding and 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 disconnecting from your people and making yourself unavailable and being and so, some of that of course is very important boundary setting you know it is very important to honor your time and to know when it's time for you to be you know in your business and when it's time to be you know with your children or or with your partner or whatever and and, and know that have your clients understand that when you're not in your business, you're not going to be responding to them. So some of this is very important boundaries, but in the terms of what you're saying, you know, it feels to me like what he was teaching you in the sort of scarcity and a sort of authority, uh, it works. And yet it only perpetuates within your clients that they're not good enough for your attention, that they're not worthy enough. And, um, I feel like that's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. heartbreaking. And I'm glad Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, if I were to, you know, hire you or hire any coach, I would fucking hope they're excited that <laughs> that I'm spending my money on them. Again, coaching is a privilege. It's an, it's it's income that a lot of people don't have, and so to spend it on on a coach and then to have them not feel excited to have hired you, you know, to you have hired them, feels heartbreaking. I'm like, well, then if you're not excited, then why are we doing this? I want you to be excited because I'm excited. Um, so yeah. It makes me think of attached, honestly. Like it makes yeah. me think of um, the way it's like it's triggering that attachment style. Like me being, yes. on, I'm very secure, but I'm also secondary anxious. And so if I'm yeah. with someone that makes me like want them even more, like yeah. as a coach, not even like just just a coach. It's like, oh, they don't really, they're not giving me all that much attention. They're so important. I like need to create closeness with my coach and like learn as much as I can, blah, blah, blah. And I'm so grateful that that, thing that he taught me did not stick at all because one of my, one of my values is humor and playfulness in my business. And then my other value is, um, very accessible. So when people message me, I always message them back. It's very, the only reason why I wouldn't is if they're like, Hey, you want to try it works. It works. (laughs) Like then I'm like, okay, decline on Instagram or something. But if someone's like asking me a question or saying, thank you, like I want everyone to know I am so accessible and like here for them, here for them. So here for them boundaries. Yes. Good. But me, I love it. I just love creating that instant connection. It makes me feel that's where a lot of those feelings of fulfillment come from. Like it doesn't come from me sitting over here on my computer, like writing a really bomb ass blog post. That's just great. Like that makes me feel accomplished. But what brings me the fulfillment is doing work that I feel like is making a difference. And it certainly does help when I receive feedback that it's helping like that feels great. And so why wouldn't I immediately make a connection with that person who's making a connection with me? Because we're all people. We are all people. Like that's all we are. Like no one is better than anyone else. And it's, it still shocks me when people are surprised that I respond to their emails. Cause I'm like, of course, like you are a person and I am a person. Like, why wouldn't I, I'm so excited that I just got an email from you. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's like, again, it all comes back to values because there's some people listening who, you know, don't have the ability of being able to respond to people because of all of the things or, or maybe that's just not one of their priorities. And that's, you know, it's fine. It's like, it's just, be really cognizant of what are your core values, what are important to you, and then making sure that your life and your business and your career is reflecting those values. Mm-hmm. And so for you, it is important to have that personal touch. And I love that. You know, I love that, you know, there's some people 
whose personal values is justice and they're bringing justice work into their coaching work. And I love that. And I, I, I love all of the different versions of coaches out there. And I love all the different ways that people are doing things. I love that. And I got to find what's right for me, what feels good for me and do that. And I feel like I wish I was given that permission a long time ago, but I feel like, you know, what was preventing me, I guess, maybe from receiving this permission and receiving this understanding of my values is that I was so caught up in feeling like I had to look like everybody else's. And part of that is because we, we feel unworthy of, of having our own thing. We feel unworthy of our success. We feel unworthy of, you know, having a voice and putting ourselves out there. And so I keep coming back to it, Manny, because it's so important. <laughs> it's like we, we've got to start to address um, these underlying things. If we're going to find su- whatever success looks like in our lives and in our business, we, we have to do the wound work. You know, it's so important. If you have trauma in your childhood, hint, everyone has trauma in their childhood. We have to start there. You know, it's like we are, um, programmed like uh, the percentage of our decisions, how autonomous we are in, in our opera, how we operate in the world is a very small percentage. The majority of our lives is run by our unconscious mind. That's developed beliefs and patterns and stories since childhood. So if you want to change our lives, we have to start in the past. And it's really thrilling to to see how just by starting to examine some of these old patterns and old traumas and old, old wounds, you start to be a new person without having to should yourself into being a new person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mm-hmm. really amazing work. So juicy. I love you so much. You're wonderful. Ah, I I, love you. <laughs> I want everyone to to connect with you and follow you. Like you're just someone they need to have in, in their life. Not need, but need. They need to have you in their life. Like really. So um and we talked, Maddie, about doing some sort of collaboration and I know it. It's gonna happen at some point in the future. I feel like what would be really cool is if I come to either you come to Boulder sometime or I come to LA and we do like a day workshop or something really powerful. Like LA would probably be better it would be great but i have family there let's do both let's do both why are we why am i doing the whole or thing let's do and yeah let's do it okay so if people want to connect with you which they will where can they find you online yeah so they can go on my website it's i am thais or i'm sorry well i guess i can i have two urls it gets confusing so it's either i am thaissky.com or just thaissky.com it's thais like thailand t-h-a-i-s as in Sam, sky.com. Um, and then all my social media handles are I am Thais Sky. So you can imagine it gets confusing, Maddie. All of the Thaises, all of the Skies. Um, but yeah, they can find me on Instagram, Facebook, all of the socials. And I will have the links to those on the show notes for this. This is episode 153. Woo! Wow, you've been doing this for a long time, huh? I have over three years now. Wow, that's it's, impressive. It's so much fun, though. I love it. Okay, quick fire round. Okay. Here we go. What are three words to describe you right now? I feel like you're better at, at answering that question for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll say um, uh, three words. Uh, passionate. Um, uh, uh, Jesus. So much for rapid fire. Uh, <laughs> it's, an, it's a hard question. It is a hard question. You know, actually, I did a thing uh, where I asked people on Facebook three words that they would use to describe me. Uh, and it was so beautiful. And when I have my own your spotlight challenge, I invite my women to do the same. It's such a cool thing to see what people think of you and what, you know, they're, how you reflect the world. And 
So some of the words that I got there are authentic, funny, bold, vibrant, inspirational, fierce, real, energetic, expressive, vivacious. So we'll go with one of those things. <laughs> did I say one of them? Because I feel like the vivacious might have been mine, but maybe not. I feel like you did. I feel like you did. I say that word very sparingly, but I feel like when you said that, I was like, huh, because I would definitely pin you as I see well, the, the ones I first thought of were passionate and real. And then yeah. authentic goes along with that, but you're very bold as well. So yeah. those are good ones. Those are like perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. All the people told me that. What did you eat for breakfast? I had scrambled eggs and a chai tea. What's the most exciting thing in your life right now? Anything. My eye watch. Your eye watch? Yeah. I got an Apple watch. Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm obsessed with this little fucker. Like it's rose gold, just like my iPhone. So I match mm. and uh, it counts my steps and uh, it, I, it's just the best thing. That's so cool. I think those are great. I like uh, rose gold. That's nice. Yeah. 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 Okay. What's your biggest quality turn on in your partner? Uh, his kindness. Who the th- other day. Oh, oh go nope. Nope. Rapid fire. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Who are three people you'd invite to a perfect dinner party? Three people. Okay. I would want, um, um, uh, Gloria Steinman, uh, Audre Lorde and bell hooks. And we are going to dive into intersectional feminism and it's going to be amazing. What would be the main course? Uh, I want, I would have an authentic Brazilian experience. So it would be rice and beans and it would be delightful. If love tasted like a flavor, what would it be? (laughs) (laughs) That was the best reaction. (laughs) Like mint chocolate chip ice cream. Oh, that's good. Okay. Why? Uh, cause, uh, okay. Okay. Cause it's like, um, it's refreshing, uh, but it's sweet uh, it's nice and cool, uh, <laughs> and it like just fills your mouth with just a deliciousness. Mm, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it fills in the cracks as it goes down. Everything uh, about a relationship. Uh, it sounds very dirty though when I said filling your mouth with deliciousness. There was, but so is like, so is love. It's dirty in so many different ways. I guess that's true. Yeah. What's one must-read book? Oh, okay. So. There are many, uh, but my one of my favorite books of all time, like the number one book that I always recommend is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho, not just because he's Brazilian, but uh, it's just a really, really good book. It's a great book. I love that one. Okay, last question. What do you know for sure? Mm. The life is messy and beautiful, and that's the whole fucking point. Mm. That was perfect. I love it. Thank you so much. You're amazing. You're, you're just the amazing. best. <laughs> I can't wait till we manifest a real life hangout. Uh, it's going to happen. One, I'm surprised you haven't come to LA in the two years that I've lived here. A little weird. Uh, but when you do, I guess we're doing a workshop. So I guess it's all working out. Yeah, it'll be great. And it'll be probably this year because I remember there was that time that I planned to go to LA and I like was reaching out to all these LA people. And I think I'm pretty sure I reached out to you because I was going to do like a girl LA trip. And I was just going to go visit a whole bunch of people that I knew were in LA that were coaches that I loved. And then I was like, see ya, I'm going to Vietnam. But 
it'll happen I mean, still. I, yeah, I can understand maybe Vietnam, LA, I don't know. But uh, yeah, it will happen. It'll be amazing. Well, this was awesome and I'm so grateful to have you on and I'm sure there will be episodes, more episodes in the future with us together. So thank you for coming on for episode 153. Thank you, Maddie. All right, guys, if you want to get her links and you want to check out all the show notes for this, remember you can go over to maddiemoon.com slash Thais Sky, and there'll probably be actually a two after that. Thais dash Sky dash two, if you want to go to the direct <laughs> link, because there was already a number one. Uh, sweet. So y'all go over there, get all the goodies, and I'll see you guys really soon.